and welcome back to the Dakota Student Podcast. I'm your host, Molly, and I'm joined on Zoom with Madison Feltman. Hello. Mason Dunleavy. How you doing? And of course, Benjamin. Um, so obviously we'll do our weekly COVID update. Um, I'm still pretty healthy. How are you guys? Um, I'm pretty sick. No, I'm kidding. I actually, my allergies have been absolutely horrendous. So I at least once a day convince myself that I have COVID. Yeah, my allergies are terrible. You know, it's a uh, lawn cutting season and yep. it doesn't really agree with me. So I, yeah, I, a lot of my friends have been having problems with like allergies lately. Um, luckily I don't really have allergies for the most part. Um, so I've been pretty good. I mean, obviously it's just stressful. Like I feel like whenever I go out in public, like my chest gets tight and I think it's just because like I'm scared. I don't think it's because like I'm sick. But I do wear my mask when I'm out, so. Yes, whenever I go somewhere, I wear my mask, so. Yeah. I'll, I'll confess, I don't wear a mask when I walk my dog. Well, okay, I don't <laughs> wear a mask Yeah, I wouldn't wear it, like, outside, but, like, today, like, when I had to go get groceries, like, I just throw it on. Because then I feel less bad. Okay, so, obviously, grocery stores have been doing, like, the one-way aisles or whatever. Yeah. But all the old people in New Hampshire do not understand that they're one way. No, everybody in Grand Forks, honestly, the population of Grand Forks, or at least the population that shops at the Gateway Walmart, are complete idiots. Because the amount of times somebody, like, brushes by me and, like, physically touches me to get to somewhere is alarming. And I'm like, aren't we supposed to be social distancing? Well, that's why I feel, if I have my mask on, I feel less bad about it because I'm like, well, I can't, I mean, I guess I could still spread it to them if I had it, say, but I, the mask is supposed to like be a barrier. So I'm like, okay, so if you're not going to keep six feet from me, if yeah. I wear my mask, I feel less guilty about like maybe being four feet away from someone instead of six. So that's like kind of where I'm at. I don't know. But the grocery store I was at today had, like, the one-way sign in the middle of the aisle. So, like, I didn't even realize it was one way until, like, halfway through my grocery shopping expedition. And I was like, wouldn't you want to put it at, like, the beginning of each aisle? Or, or maybe you'd think at, like, the front of the door saying, the, here, the, the aisles go this direction. Yeah, no. It was, like, in the middle of the aisle. So, like, you couldn't even see which way you're supposed to go until, like, you got the hang of it. Because, obviously, it's, like, every other one. And I was like, oh my God, I feel so dumb right now. But that's my life. Um, oh, I was going to say, Madison, do you think that part of the thing with people uh, getting uh, not following anything is the fact that the governor has relaxed some of the guidelines? Or do you think it's just they aren't caring as much? Or what do you think their reasoning may be? Well, I honestly was like that before any of the guidelines were relaxed. But I think that even now people are relaxing even more in North Dakota. And I think that the people in North Dakota with everything, not even just coronavirus, they seem to think that because we're like a small state way up here, like that we're just immune to everything that happens in the United States. So like not even just coronavirus, it's other things too. So they seem to think that like North Dakota has, yeah, I don't know how to explain that, but, um, so I just think, like, people here don't care enough. Like, they're going to do what they want to do, and, like, 
they're most people they just want to go out to eat and go drinking and like stuff like that and so they're not I, I just think people here are not very smart even though hashtag nd smart I just don't I think people here are very selfish and they only care about themselves and they seem to like people flat out said like oh I don't think the coronavirus is gonna get bad in North Dakota well we just like we popped off like two weeks ago yeah. And so, I don't know. I just think that people are not being very smart. And I think that despite everything that's going on, everybody's still like, we need to open. And I get like the whole, we need to open the economy. But I also think that we need to do it with more caution than we are doing it. I don't agree with the fact that we open when we open because when we opened, it was literally like in the fallout of LM wind power and other things. And I don't think it was very smart because I think that like our numbers are not dropping. We have the same amount of positives every single day. There's no, it's not leveling off. It's not dropping. So I don't think that this was very smart at this point. And I don't understand how the governor thought it was a good idea when the white house is saying you need to see a 14 day downward trend when we were literally, we're not, we haven't even peaked yet. There's multiple articles saying that North Dakota should have been the last state to open because we're behind everybody. Yeah. Like if you look yeah. at graphs, yeah, I, our graphs are just going like straight up right now. There's no faltering or anything. Everything is just going straight up. And I'm and like, I like, I worry for North Dakota um, because. I would genuinely be worried about hospitals actually getting crowded there because I don't, I think I might've said this on the podcast last week, but like, at least like New Hampshire, like Boston's an hour away and like say hospitals like are overrun. Like we have other places that someone can get to in like short amounts of time. Whereas everything in North Dakota is so spread out that it's like, yeah, well, if it- hospitals get crowded, like you're, you're screwed in North Dakota. Like, yeah. well, and the other thing is, is like our death rate is like, I mean, we are having deaths like continue to climb, but nobody cares about it because they're all people from like the age of 75 to 90. And so everybody just thinks that it's immunocompromised people. And I'm like, I get that. But what are you going to say when a 30 year old dies or a 45 or an 18 year old dies and then you're going to be like oh f-t. so i just i don't think that north dakota is being very smart i don't think that the people here are being very smart the only smart decision that i've agreed with so far is that the governor has still he will not allow visitors into um like nursing homes and stuff and like long-term care facilities so i agree with that but i don't agree with anything else that has happened and yeah, I don't know. I just, I don't think it's wise to be doing what we're doing right now, especially when like the boring states around us haven't even opened. So I don't know. Did you guys see that video? I don't know, Mason. I feel like maybe you saw it. The two doctors that like went on and like not debunked the coronavirus. I did that. I did not. I'm surprised, Mason, because as soon as I saw it, I was like, Mason probably ate this up because it was like, it was interesting to me. Um, One of the points that these doctors made was that by everyone staying home, like it's good for the immunocompromised people, but for our own immune system, staying home and not being like 
exposed to germs is going to be worse in the long run for us to then go out in public after however many weeks. Mm -hmm. Like you're more likely to get sick because your immune system hasn't been like working quote unquote as hard as it usually does. Um, That makes sense. It was pretty interesting. And like, they pretty much stated that like, there's still like a lower percent chance of dying compared to like the flu. Mm -hmm. Um, However, it, like COVID does spread quicker than the flu does. So it's like. <clears throat> My stance on this has changed so much recently. I I don't know. Have you guys seen Elon Musk tweeting about this? He's been kind of going on tangents lately. No. Hasn't he been, uh, what oh, is it? Okay. Hasn't he been like saying that this is just a whole hoax or something like that? He just wants it to reopen. He, I don't know if he called it a hoax. That's. Yeah, he definitely doesn't agree with it. He's been tweeting a lot of, like, the, the charts that people have been doing, saying how wrong they've been. And I, I don't know. I don't know uh, where my stance on this is now. I'm looking at the North Dakotan cases, and it's going up steadily. We had 34 new cases on May 3rd. Yeah, and I mean... 38 on May 2nd. So, I don't, I don't know. It seems like it's steadily climbing, maybe might be dropping off soon who knows well and that's i don't i mean i think we have like days that falter but they say like where cases will be lower but they always say like saturday sunday monday will have a lower number of cases because there's not a lot of people don't go and get tested during those times right i think uh the testing is also uh what ruins a lot of the credibility of the coronavirus. Well, and here's the other thing. Everybody who's getting tested, like North Dakota testing alone, there's been, what, 35,000? 34,700 people tested. Yeah, 33,529 have come back as negative. That's a whole lot of ways to test. Well, Well, the other thing, thing, North Dakota seems to think that we're doing a good job because we're testing so many people. And I'm like, yeah, because you guys, like, they basically are saying, oh, there's, like, three cases in this place one day. Let's send a whole, the National Guard to test 700 people. Like, they waste tests here. I would agree with that. Well, there is outrage to be, oh, sorry, Ben. We also got to think, the, the, the amount of people being tested compared to the population has probably got to be some of the highest only because there's so few people here. What? I, it's like, what, 750,000 people's population? Right, Ben. And, like, you can say that they're, like, quote-unquote wasting tests, but I will say, like, you guys are lucky because, like, when it started over spring break when I was home, like, a friend of mine had all the symptoms of COVID, but because they didn't have enough tests, they, like, denied her tests. Yeah. Like, only testing healthcare workers. Like, emergency personnel so at least like you could say that they're like throwing away tests or whatever but like at least they're willing to test people we're like new hampshire now like we have more tests than we did but like when this first started like there were not enough tests and like in order to reopen the economy they say that like we have to like make our testing go up by like what how much of the percentage was it like 30 I, I thought it was like 25 percent of the population has to be tested in order to reopen the economy Right, so it's to the, like... To the base, to the minimum. Yeah. But I'm not really sure, like, what more testing is going to do besides, like, adding more confirmed cases. Yeah, I mean, I think... I would agree that it is nice because I do... I also know people who have been denied tests. Um, 
So I agree in that sense that like, but I just think that they're basically right now just testing people because they know that if they hit a certain number, they can open the economy. They're not testing people because they like they're the reason why they're testing so many people is just so that they can open the economy. Like there's a reason why North Dakota never shut down completely. And that's because they never wanted to close the economy. And now that they have the opportunity to reopen it, they're going to reopen it as fast as they can. Right. Which is either going to be a good thing for them or is going to backfire and be a disaster. Exactly. Well, and here's the thing. A lot of people are like me, like, I've just decided, like, yeah, we're opening, but I'm not going to change anything I'm doing. And most of my friends are the same way. Like, I'm going to wait a couple weeks and see what happens. And if there's other states opening and things seem to go okay, then yeah, I'll, I'll maybe venture out more. But I mean, right now, I don't need to go anywhere. And like, the malls are still closed. Most restaurants here are still closed, and they're only doing takeout and carryout because it's just hard to comply with the regulations. Like I don't even know why it's worth it for the bars to open downtown because you can't be standing. You have to be six feet apart from other groups. And like the main reason why people go downtown is to socialize and they're taking a big socialized aspect out of downtown. So I don't even think it's worth it for them to open, but I don't know what their profits are. I yeah, I a lot of these I, businesses are going to go under. It's sad, but I know I do feel bad, and I do. I in that sense, I'm glad that we're reop- reopening the economy so that the businesses that need to open can open. Yeah, I just think we need to reassess what businesses we can have open. You know, I don't think we should do yeah. a, a full statewide reopening. We should just mm-hmm. reassess what businesses we do have open because there are going to be a lot of a lot of troubled businesses after this and there's gonna be a yeah. lot of troubled people too so i don't know it's the the protests i don't know if you guys have looked into that you know those oh, protesters yeah. open it i you know i respect the message but i think they're doing it in the completely wrong way i don't yeah. you don't you don't need to do an arm takeover of a capital to prove your point that you want to go back to work people know you that. want to go back to work it just takes time Right. Well, I don't know if you—I don't know if you guys have been following the story, but uh, the Amazon, the, what, how they've been—it was on the news. They said they were making, they were doing ten thousand dollars in sales every second. <laughs> is what they're doing right now, and the employees there are starting now to revolt because they are not getting any of the proper testing. They're—they're they're having to work. They are doing the social distancing, but it's just the amount of stuff that they're having to do is just so massive right now that um, it there uh, there's just a lot of pro- there's protests going on and it's it's interesting what's going on with Amazon. Yeah, I don't I don't know I don't have I don't, never worked there I don't know much about it so I don't have much to say, but yeah. it is a job where people can work right now so. I yeah. will say Amazon hasn't had the best reputation either when it comes to their employees. Sorry, not sorry, Amazon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, I mean, like, I'm not surprised that they would protest or whatever. Like, I'm sure those people right now are working overtime because, like, online shopping is, like, pretty much the only thing you can do. So, I'm not surprised that, like, they're making so much money and they're, like, getting flooded with, like, orders. Um, also, wouldn't be surprised if their working conditions aren't super great still. 
And yeah. that's how I feel about that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know. But, yeah. While we're on the coronavirus, did you guys see that uh, Pompeo said that it probably came from a Wuhan lab? I no. did. Who said that? Uh, isn't he a Secretary of State? Maybe not. What is he? I, I thought it was confirmed that he actually was came from a bat. Well, that's, I don't know. I've been seeing so many things and I it, thought that they're withdrawing their testing from the bat. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Mike Pompeo, the Secretary of State, says, uh, Pompeo, there's evidence that the outbreak was from a Wuhan lab. I don't think it was ever confirmed that it was from a bat. I'm, I think uh, it was just... It was a bat because it was, I, be, I believe the first person who had it was eating, had gotten a bat from a wet market in China. Mm-hmm. That was the original story. I don't know how much of this of this stuff is real because I've seen new stuff every single day and it's rather annoying. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna wait. Was the bat it like purposely infected though? Is I think the question. That's a conspiracy theory and a half. Yeah. Okay, wait. Who's watching? Uh, who watched Tiger King? Me. I watched parts of it. The list cage. Yeah, no exotic. <laughs> Serious. Honestly, I think they probably picked a good person for that. I don't know. I, it seems like I don't, I don't know how much you guys have been seeing about Nicolas Cage in the news, but I think he. God, when was this last year? Maybe he went to Vegas, got married, and divorced the the woman he married within like a day. Oh Jesus! And I think he was going through some pretty rough. Uh, Alcohol-related spells, you know. I, well, so is Joe Exotic. So. Yeah, I guess <laughs> he might he might fit that role perfectly. Who knows? <laughs> Big yikes! Do we want to talk about UND's announcement that they've just made? Or yeah, so, yeah, UND announced that we are indeed going back to school in the fall. I don't know why I said we are. I will not be there. Um, which I think is a pretty early call for them to make, seeing it's only May. Um, I mean, that's a really good thing for students, and I think it's encouraging, and it's a hopeful sign. I would just hate for it to now be taken away. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think that's the part that's, I, there's part of me that thinks this is a, was a bit too early to announce it, um, mainly because everything has been changing every day, and the fact that summer is a fully online and cases are still rising and i i don't know how many students are actually going to be comfortable sitting in a classroom and yes we're going to have to do the social distancing i mean uh social distancing but okay imagine in your classroom now having to be six feet apart from each other that's yeah, basically impossible. Classes, yeah, it wouldn't be possible for most of my classes. So, from that aspect, how are they going to do it? Because I, I, I see that they're going to do a mix of online, on-campus and online learning, but... Yeah, I think, to me, like, since I'm only coming back for a semester, I, like, I could just take all my classes online, despite if the campus opens or not. Would you um, want to, though? I don't know if I would want to, though, because I literally have no motivation for online class. Like, if I'm taking an online class and in-person classes, I can keep up with the work. But if I'm taking solely online classes, it's hard because it's like, why do I want to do work when there's, I mean, I don't know. But anyways, um, I, 
like in my mind, I'm just telling myself that like, we're not going back so that if we actually do, I can get excited. But I honestly, from what I understand from what people are saying is that we're probably going to get a second wind of this, like a second um, wave in like October, November. So uh, I have a strong feeling that there are like contingency plans to go online starting halfway through the semester. Um, so kind of similar to what we did this semester. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, in my opinion, I'd rather be all in person or all online. And I don't know. I, I do agree with the fact that I do think this is premature because that's going to really suck that if in the end of July, they have to go and say, well, we thought we were going to be able to open, but now we're not going to be able to, because it all goes to like the whole, how do you social distance? Like when I was a freshman at university of Iowa, my psych lecture had 500 people in it. And then five minutes after our lecture is done, 500 more people shuffle in to the same lecture bowl that we were in. So how do you social distance a thousand people within 10 minutes? I feel like either what they're going to do is cut down lectures and labs. So like lecture bowls are not in use mm -hmm. or B it's going to be like mandatory to like wear a mask. So like if you can't social distance, then I mean, granted that's not in here, but like I know Maine, not that this is relevant to North Dakota at all. Like when they are like, they're in phase one of like reopening everything, but it's mandatory for them if they're out in public to wear a mask where you can't social distance. So like, I wonder if UND will put something in place like that. Like if you cannot social distance in your classroom, then like you have to wear a mask. Hey, uh, back to our Amazon talk. The VP just resigned. Shut up. Oh, oh did he? Way. Yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, honestly, that I, I don't think Bezos is that great of a guy because I've heard a lot of horror stories of people who've had to work with him. According, or yeah, apparently the, the VP said uh, the chicken whistleblower firings are poison. Criticized it as a vein of toxicity. Wow. So he, he went out with a bang, I guess, criticizing <laughs> Amazon. <laughs> Yes, so. Hopefully he doesn't actually go out with a bang like Epstein. He didn't kill himself, you know. Hey, oh, good one, Mason. Dang. Even if we were to go out to these in-person classes, like those big lecture bowls, yes, but at least in like the aviation buildings, we don't. All the seats are fixed, and so you can't really move them. So. You basically have to redesign every single classroom. So, and four four months to make plans of that is maybe they'll do like every other day. Like some students will come one day, other students will come another. That way they can spread out in the classrooms. Yeah, but then you still have to do an online aspect for when you don't show up. Most classes do have some online aspect, right? At least my business classes do. I don't know about aviation. Well, we're pretty much all in person. Yeah, that might be the toughest. It's part. why uh, this whole uh, distancing's been so such an issue because um, in our course outline from the FAA, it dictates that we have to be in class, mm -hmm. and they've had, they've they've gotten two exemptions for the spring, and they're going to work on a new course outline to remove that paragraph. But still, we've had to we have to we had to basically beg the FAA to allow us to have all this stuff count. Mm -hmm. 
do you think that like if we are online in the fall that you're going to be able to like fly still? Or no, I, I don't think so. Well, that's interesting. I, yeah, I don't know. I, I do feel for you guys in aviation because like my neighbor is in aviation and he was like, his graduation was already delayed because of last semester. So I, and I asked him, I was like, well, what are you going to do in the fall if, if you get delayed in the morning? He's like, well, there's nothing I can do. So he, like, I feel bad because it's like, whereas it's not necessarily hurting our graduation dates, but like, you guys need your flight hours, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the hard part is, is not be like, I, I last flew the first week of March, and I haven't flown since. So you tell me, so now we got to get back into, we have to get back up in currency, we got to get back up in proficiency, so. I don't know, it's, it's something that we're going to, they're going to look into and seeing what happens, because. If we're on for another fall, it's going to be very detrimental. All I know is it's going to be interesting in the fall. I'm yeah. I'm glad I won't be there, to be honest. So. Maybe we what? could uh, talk to Armacost again and see uh, what he plans for the COVID. And, yeah. I don't know, just something involved in that. That'd be cool. Yeah, that would actually be interesting. Yeah. So, what now we to, well, what, do we want to go through our blooper reel of, uh, like, this one? I love drugs. <laughs> Is that me? Yes. Um, I, I think that was taken out of context. I love drugs. <laughs> definitely talking about that time I had, like, viral strep throat, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I, it just sounds like you love drugs. I mean, maybe I do. Maybe I don't. A girl will never tell. Um, that was probably one of my highlights from the year, to be honest. Or, uh, uh, here's one. So you and the internet, am I right, ladies? <laughs> yes, queen. <laughs> That's my only... That's it. That's all I'm saying. Uh, that oh. so much. Oh Can God. I make that my like, ringtone on my phone? <laughs> yeah. Yes, queen. Every time, every time Mason texts in the group chat. Yes, queen. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh my God, I was dying of an illness. <laughs> oh Jesus. I have that sound that Mason made. So yes, queen doesn't touch it. You at your own pace. All right. Is that Molly? <laughs> that was Molly on the very first day. I'm such a crackhead. <laughs> you have relaxed so much from then. I was so nervous. It was like my first time. My podcast was going to be snatch. I love you, Andy. <laughs> Everyone loves you, Andy. Still, yeah, you know, yeah, we love you, Andy. But like, can't wait to get out of Grand. Yeah. <laughs> we have some exciting things happening, like soon. So, what are you guys most excited about this year for the Dakota student? This year, oh, no. there's a lot That's that so I'm excited for. Um, I think that the Dakota student has a lot of potential to grow. Um, but in the next few weeks, I am. Definitely looking forward to the French fry 
feed even though i can't eat the french fries but that's fine i just it's a really cool atmosphere and i want to watch people puke after eating pounds of french fries that sounds <laughs> very, very interesting event for all <laughs> that's a great reason to go to watch people throw up i love yeah. that yeah <laughs> i just want to watch people the like french fry eating contest people stuff their faces with these salty french fries that's insane i sound like um, no i just like what madison i said that's really cringy <laughs> i just want to go to watch people throw up honestly relatable <laughs> uh let's continue i've never witnessed it so i'm excited for that as well mm -hmm. what about you madison um i think Everyone on campus is looking forward to the tailgate before the potato bowl football game. And we're playing Sam Houston State, who we beat last year in a really close game yes. away. So it should be a good game. It, it should looking be good. Looking forward to it. Yeah, that'll be exciting. Mm -hmm. yeah. we talking My belly. About <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear that? I think the mic picked that up. Anyway, I think I'm excited. Well, to see like what events are coming to Grand Forks, like I hope that there are some really cool concerts that I can cover. Maybe Dirk Bentley is coming back, <laughs> and I can get an interview with him. Hashtag never forget. Yeah, I guess you guys, if you didn't know, I can't pronounce names, so I called Dirk Bentley Dirk Bentley, and it's a very long story. And Josh like Duhamel, Duhamel, whatever I call him, I don't even know. But yeah, I'm just excited for the year and to see what. We do. Yeah. So I hope you guys have a great week. And so, Molly, how accurate was that? How accurate was what? What you your plans for this year back uh, back in September when we had the first episode? I went to Kiss, which was a cool concert. Um, um, I did go to the French fry feed. I took my French fry feed virginity that year. Um. I mean, it was... Did they cancel the French fry feed? No, it was moved inside. Oh, that's right. Because um, they canceled it last year. Or Yes, they canceled it last year, and then it was inside this year. Yeah. Um, I mean, unfortunately, like, the year was cut short because I was excited. The Alaris was actually, like, having a lot of, like, cool like this upcoming spring and unfortunately like my year got cut short so I wasn't able to go to any of those fun things um but I think like overall I had a good time this year unfortunately like I was super busy working a lot more um not at the Dakota student but at my other job so that like prevented me from going to like a lot of events that like I wanted to go to but I mean I had a great year to be honest <laughs> Madison how about you so did this year go turn out the way you expected it to be of being an eventful year for the paper or other than our little uh, issue a few a months of, ago? I had a lot of big plans for the paper. Um, a lot of them got derailed. I will say I came out or a lot of the things that I wanted to get done happened. Um, there's a lot of stuff that I'm going to tell Mason to possibly do. <laughs> um, but uh, there was a lot. I honestly was hoping to do a lot of things that would have set up the paper for next year. And it would have, they could, these things could have continued into next year. Um, but it was hard. Like, I wanted to do something with UPD. I tried reaching out to, like, the Greek houses to feature each Greek house. But only, like, two of them responded. Um, so I had a lot of big plans that like 
Some of them happened, some of them didn't. Uh, I wouldn't say I regret anything and there's nothing that I'm like, I mean, obviously there's some things that I wanted to get done, but with the COVID and everything, that's kind of, that kind of got derailed and whatnot. But um, I do say, I think that this year was such a big learning experience for the Dakota student with like issues and like with going online. And when Molly and I went to DC, we were able to learn a lot there and so I do think that we had a very good year and I got compliments on the um, content quite a few times and stuff like that. So that's good. So Mason, even though you weren't in that first uh, episode and now that you're uh, the new editor in chief, do you think what, what has, a, what, what occurred during this year that you will be able to hope maybe, maybe not prevent, but guide us in a way to maybe to not revisit things in the future? Um, other than that controversial story we had, there wasn't too much. Uh, what we learned from that is some people still get uh, fired up, even when we do have a trigger warning, so that's good to know. Uh, <laughs> other than that, not too much else. All right, let's see what this next one is. We have some exciting things happening, like, soon. So what are you guys most excited about? That was, we played that soon. clip. <laughs> Me trying to talk, like, soon. <laughs> oh, I'm so good at bull <laughs> through things. I'm right out my segway, so, so it's going to be a rough day. Okay. Vince, you're stressing me out. <laughs> okay, ready? <laughs> Okay. It makes me a little bit to get in the zone, Vince. <laughs> okay. Vince stressed me out so <laughs> every time. Okay. okay. Oh, I remember that day. Um, Vince scares me mainly because he has like the best like radio voice I've ever heard. Uh, and I sound like a dying whale all the time. <laughs> when he was sitting across from me staring at me, I'm like, can't you just do it? Like you sound so much better. Um, me throwing up in the mic, that's just how I roll, so I can't defend that. I'm not gonna apologize for that. That's just So me. there's many more of those. I can imagine. I did it like every week. I know I did the yeah, yeah, the funny part is, is since we've gone online, I haven't heard it once. Yeah, I haven't done it for you guys because I think that my speakers blowing out your eardrums is enough damage. Uh, yeah, that was a... I think Mason was the one who got the most angry about that. I mean, I apologize. Wait, about what? <laughs> um, Molly's microphone blasting your eardrums to death. Oh, God. All right, let's see what this next one is. I should have brought Penny. Our old hilarious my mom was oh like my can i call in and sit on the podcast with you and i was like you can't call in like we're on a radio station <laughs> so if you ever come out to visit me mom you can i know i podcast. want my parents to be on here to talk about their und experience that would be so funny they met at a frat party i want that story i want their love story their frat love story i can't even handle it because i just like can't picture your parents no. ever even well partying. okay I don't know. my mom always talks about like why do you want to hook up randomly with people like oh hook up, but your dad yeah she did up. he was and then it ended up being more but she always ridicules us girls oh, for like randomly up. hooking up with random guys i'm like oh. you wanted dad to be a random hookup hook so what are you talking about but he stuck around unfortunately yeah exactly apparently they met like 
before, and he always she was he know remembers what she's wearing. She was wearing a Minnie Mouse sweatshirt. Um, How romantic! But it was, she was it's just funny. She was they, my mom used to always say like that. They met at like the union, I guess, and then she went to this frat party specifically knowing he that he was there, and then. Um, she always told us growing up that like they met at a jungle juice party and I was like, oh, jungle juice. I didn't know what it was. And I would go around telling people that my parents <laughs> met at a jungle juice they party. They were both throwing up from the jungle juice. And then I like moment. got older and figured out what jungle juice was. But I guess Kappa Sig still has that party every year. Like you they had, when my go. dad did it, they shipped in like sand and all this stuff. And, um, my grandpa was in capacity. Was he? Um, but they um, they still have it, and I was like, maybe you I should, should just go for go. like I'll nostalgia. I'll bring Neil. Neil is a riot. I'll go with you. I've never been to a frat party here. Oh jeez. Okay. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> that was a funny day. <laughs> yeah, my mom really wanted to come on the podcast. I don't know why. She was like. I'm going to call in and be on your podcast. And I was like, well, you can't do that. But okay. And that's all I have in a response to that, I think. Do it. His Instagram account, Richard Whiskey 69 <laughs> Oh, I remember this one. Ah, oh, yes. My ex-boyfriend that wouldn't follow me back on Instagram when we were dating. Ayo. Oh, jeez. My mom would be like, why are you talking about me on your podcast? She's like so sensitive about those things. She Hello. thinks the technology is coming to get her. It okay. is. You ready? Are you ready? Richard Because <laughs> <laughs> he's like dick lickers. We should talk about when I first he got Instagram. Me back on Instagram. You're never going to guess what my Instagram account name was when I. Yeah. Well, what do you think my Instagram account was when I was. 69. No, it was I love boys 28. Was my Instagram name. What the first came out i was i love boys i've always because had the same mommy <laughs> underscore andrews i got my actual name with no other digits <laughs> and my snapchat's also mommy was, underscore andrews with no other digits like i, I like made it when first. i was in eighth grade mm -hmm. and i thought that i had to have a funny name so i did i love boys <laughs> it would have been funny if you did i love girl 69 oh jeez. okay anyways right. let's start i don't know why that was <laughs> i miss you i'm on the podcast <laughs> Trevor should be on the podcast sometime. I come on, Trevor. Trevor, come on. I see you over there. All right, we ready? I'll have to have Travis come on, dude. He'd be oh my god, hilarious. he would. I just loved him during that focus group. He's like, <laughs> he's like, I want it fast. I want it fierce. I'm like, oh my god, I love him. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Oh, that was a good day. Um. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just giggling. I don't know why. It was just all that was funny. I did get lucky. I think I was like one of the OGs on social media because like I did get like my first underscore last name on everything without any like extra digits. So I'm pretty proud of myself. Hey, my name on Instagram is just Maddie Feltman. Yeah, like that's cool. I feel like that. Like, I changed it a while ago. <laughs> um, no, my friend's name on Instagram, when Instagram first came out, like, we were making our profile, and one of my friends was like, I love turtles, 
And then one of my other friends was like, hot mama. And then I was like, hmm, what do I do? Okay, I like boys. <laughs> I love boys. So that's where that came from. That's funny. Thank you to my friends in eighth grade for yeah. helping me come out with that name. <laughs> oh, all right, here's the next one. Oh, God. Is it, are we ready? Yeah. Okay. Okay. No. Good. You don't have to test mics or anything? No. I, okay. They're pretty, set, pretty much set now. Okay. <clears throat> no, because you always have to go, <laughs> and that's like the weird, worst noise ever. <laughs> yep. <laughs> You'll miss me eventually. Mm. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to the Dakota Student. The amount of times you had to, re you, ha you, you just were goofing off at the beginning, and I just hit record. Is just comedy gold. That was a lot of weird noises. We had, the, <laughs> and then we had the. <laughs> I'm probably the weirdest person alive. I think. <laughs> like, name someone weirder than me. I'll wait. But I'm like a normal weird. No. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, you guys will miss me someday. Um, I don't. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> hey, here's the next one. Okay, you ready? Yep. The Dakota Student Podcast is your place to find all things news, sports, entertainment, and more in the greater Grand Forks area. Well, I don't like that. I'm going to try it again. Megan! Okay. <laughs> this is from the day when, uh, when you guys were in D.C., and uh, Megan had no idea what to do, and it was... It, I'm not going to throw her under the bus as being the worst host. She was probably less prepared than even you guys were, and even your guys' preparedness sucks. Um, whoa, whoa. Whoa, shots fired, Benjamin, shots fired. No, <laughs> so, I mean I the fact that... Art. I mean the fact that... She was waiting until the very last thing to do it, whereas you guys usually would, well, we try to do it the first thing. The problem would be is we'd wait half an hour, get editing, and then it's like, oh, we got to do the podcast. So we then are in random mode. Right. But yeah. let's listen to it. It's pretty good. Oh, God. Okay, you ready? Yep. The Dakota Student Podcast is your place to find all things news, sports, entertainment, and more in the greater Grand Forks area. Well, I don't like that. I'm going to try that again. But say welcome back. Okay. Welcome, welcome back. back to the Dakota Student Podcast. The Dakota Student Podcast is your place to find all things news, sports, entertainment, and more in the greater Grand Forks area and beyond. I'm your host, Megan, and I'm joined in studio today with Demi, our graphic designer. Hey. And Mason, our news editor. How you doing? Molly and Maddie. Well, do, okay, wait, wait. Does she go by Madison or does she go by Maddie? Uh, I never know. Every In the episodes, it's always Madison. I think it's always Okay. Madison. We always go a little bit more professional. Okay, okay. Sounds good. <laughs> Molly and Maddie are in D.C. currently at a convention for news writers and fun stuff like that. <laughs> I'm going to try that again. Ah! Hey, it's better than last week. Last week I had to listen to it like eight times because they went on a Halloween rampage and decided to get on the swearing level and it was like... I was, I was sick last Whoa. week so I went home. But Molly and Maddie are... Oh my god. Molly and... God, I quit. 
Molly and Madison are in D.C. currently exploring and being tourists while also attending a convention there. So you get to deal with me and Mason and Demi. Woohoo! <laughs> um, okay, so today um, there's been a lot that's been happening in the world of sports with UND. Oh, that was a fun day when you guys were gone. Honestly, A for effort. Oh, she did. She tried her best in the effort department, but um, yeah, there's a reason why that one's the shortest episode. You tell her, Benjamin. She's not here to defend herself, but Megan, I love you. Yes. <laughs> it, was, it was. It was kind of a fun episode because they're out. What even was there? To, let's see what there was to talk that week when you were in DC. I don't even think it was probably like one of these weeks. Where, well. The, let me rephrase that. One of these times where we just had nothing. Uh, oh, go! Oh, I'm looking at it. Speaking of construction, do you guys see the progress they've done at the Memorial Union? Yeah. That thing has gone up a lot faster than I thought it was going to. And we'll see if they make their uh, time, their week. Uh, let's see what this next one is. Not a high point. I just need to get out my hairball first. <laughs> Gross. At least maybe saying a, a final goodbye. Yeah, Trevor, you're going to do a farewell on the podcast this week, okay? Really? I'm going to make you. Yeah. What are you talking about? I don't know what you want to talk about. Wait, next week will be his farewell. But he's... Trevor, shut the f- That's why I just started crying out here. He just came out and told me I'm going to be here next week. Why didn't you tell us? Who is this? Get more. <laughs> Nations, um, not like this year, but the year before, um, I had to cover it and I never met him. So we were like messaging on, on Facebook messenger to be like, yo, I'll meet you. Cause our seats were like next to each other or whatever. And we walked in like the opposite doors because like, we didn't know what the other person looked like. Cause like we didn't have like in-person meetings and it was just so funny. Cause we sat down and I was like, hi, I'm Molly. And it was like kind of awkward, but ever since then we've been like homies and I do miss him. Trevor, if you're listening to this, I have that chicken that you made me. Um, well, you didn't make it for me. I took it from your art exhibit. Um, it's in my apartment, and every time I see it, I think of you. So, Trevor, love you. Hope everything's great for you. I'm your biggest fan. Uh, I, that was that. Was, I remember that week, Madison, when you were just you were just angry that he he wasn't going to be there that following week. It was so yeah, sad. because he was like, I'm just not going to tell anybody, and then I'll just leave. <laughs> Not cool, man. Not cool. Alright, let's see what this next one is. You're not going to test my mic. I'm good. One, two, two, three. Alright, alright. <laughs> yeah, Molly always. <laughs> I feel like he's going to make like a blue reel on the end. It's going to be. And it's all just. <laughs> 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 alright. That's pretty accurate. How much more of these do we have? <laughs> you ready? Yeah. <laughs> I know. I was like, do I? There's not that many more bases. You ready? Yeah. Four or five. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was like, do I do it? 
I can't wait until you make a blooper of me just doing that in the microphone for like 20 minutes. I've actually been thinking of for Let's see, what was this one? Yeah. I kissed a girl and I <laughs> <laughs> Please Mason's put that like, in there. Hey guys, <laughs> I finally kissed a girl and I loved it. <laughs> I'm an asshole. I accidentally, accidentally put that song on my like nano. Oh, the iPod oh, nano? No. I put it on there on accident and it says that, it says shit, I think that song says shit. And I literally started crying and I went to my mom. I'm like, Mom, I accidentally put a song that swears on my iPod. I'm so sorry. Please don't take it from me. And she was like, That's so okay. funny. I went to Catholic school. I was very sheltered. Yeah, I can tell. <laughs> yeah, so did I. We can <laughs> tell. <laughs> okay, we ready? All right. Am I on? Yes. Oh, that's true. I remember I did put that song on my iPod Nano and I immediately went and told my mom because I accidentally bought it. Um, I mean, I liked that song, but I knew it swore and I wasn't like allowed to swear. So I just remember I did that and I was like super nervous that she was going to like ground me. Oh, Mason, you've got no comment for that one? I mean, I kissed a girl and I liked it. Anything else? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see what else. Uh, That's great one-liners. So. Uh, Benjamin, you f***ing <laughs> suck. <laughs> what do you think Whoa. of caribou? <laughs> Wait, can I do this intro first? Just kidding. Wait, why did I say that? <laughs> Minnesotan coffee. <laughs> All from Columbia. <laughs> that was so aggressive. <laughs> 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 I work for the FBI. <laughs> What was that conversation? <laughs> Why did I say that? That's so out of context. Uh, I, that was uh, remember the week when we tried when uh, you had me try caribou. Oh, and you said you didn't like it or something. No, I said that's not what I said. That's not what he said. Uh, <laughs> I just <laughs> wish she's lying. Don't. What do you think best. of caribou? <laughs> do this intro first. Just kidding. Answer the question. It's not bad. I did answer it. It's not bad. Oh, God. I feel like the more the year went on, the more aggressive we got. It's fine. Yeah. Or uh, how about our uh, the uh, impressive promos we started running? I liked the promos. Like this one? This week on the Dakota Student Podcast. Rob Gronkowski is getting traded to Tampa Bay. Honestly, both of them. I'm not even sorry. Here's my Patriots fan coming out. I don't even watch sports. Like team Wrong. Everyone that transfers from the Patriots to a different team. Honestly, so funny. I don't even know what to say. <clears throat> so we had this one, which is pretty nice. This week on the Dakota Student Podcast. He's like the troll in chief. Trolling chief. The man is a troll. Guarantee you there is somebody who looks at his tweets and just hits tweets. <laughs> I know. It's probably, yeah. probably a person our age. He's like an intern at the White House. office like this and he's like, and then he's like... I hate women. You know, I should treat that. <laughs> How do I piss some people off? That was a good comment, Troll in Chief. I liked that, Mason. Bravo. 
I'm gonna thank cry. you. Thank you. <clears throat> I'm getting emotional. No, I my so my best friend's grandma like loves me, and she just commented on my leadership award thing, saying she's so proud and that she loves me, and that's so sweet. That's cute. <laughs> what this one was this week on the dakota student podcast but one thing i've been doing to keep myself busy is i've been um hitting up the online dating app dude everyone's bio is like looking for a quarantine buddy and then it was like coronavirus doesn't take you out i will that's oh my god one guy asked me to be his quarantine queen and i just like no thank you no The dating apps have only gotten worse. Have they? I now have Bumble, Hinge, and Tinder, so I'm on all three. Um, I did find one guy. I told Masson about him last night. Um, his name is I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. Viet. And it says, this- believe it or not, I have a brother named Nam because his name is Viet. Huh. I think that's funny. <laughs> Just- it's interesting. I mean, I think it was a joke. I don't know. No, probably. Yeah. Which was this one. This week on the Dakota Student Podcast. You know what I hate is a box of Oreos being $92,000 on eBay. That's my student loans, mind you. So some person is paying that much money for three Oreos that they're probably not even going to eat. You can buy it there for dirt cheap compared to what people resell it for. Look at that. Supreme Nightcore Tiny Keychain. 120 Sold out. What idiots are buying this stuff? I liked that one. That was a good one. Idiots are buying this stuff. He just says it so nonchalantly. He's just like, why are you buying this stuff? <laughs> we don't know, Mason. We don't know. I want so, Come on. Who? Now that we've listened to some highlights, what, do you, what were your uh, best part? What, was, what do you think was uh, the best part of your time at the paper or on the podcast throughout the year? Ooh, I would definitely say, like, my favorite memory of this year was, like, going to D.C., um, even though that wasn't really, like, on the podcast or necessarily in the newsroom. Um, I guess in the newsroom, what was my favorite day? Oh, that day that I was, like, dancing around on the chairs. I liked that day to, like, Justin Bieber because I was, like, hyper. Um, I don't know. I feel like I looked forward to going to work on Sundays, um, at the DS. Like, I like what I do there. Um, so I just feel like every day was, like, a good day for me. Not to sound like a kiss ass, but no, I'd agree. It was always fun, you know. I think my favorite days were uh, things we didn't agree about and we could actually talk about. Those were always pretty fun. Those were fun days. No one really yelled at each other. I mean, sometimes we got a little loud, sure, but no one Uh, really completely disregarded someone else's opinion, which I appreciated. Right. Mm -hmm. Agree with that. Madison, what was your worst day? I mean, not, sorry, not your worst day. Your best, uh, your best part of the year, or throughout your entire time with the DS. I don't know, because I've been writing for the Dakota students since I was a sophomore. So, I've like been part of the staff for the past like two and a half, three years. Um, and there's definitely there was definitely a lot of like. <clears throat> There's a lot of good times and there was a lot of bad times, but the, de- the good definitely outweighed the bad. Um, I don't, I mean, 
maybe just like the beginning of last year or like like the last fall because we all came in like very bright-eyed and like very excited for the new opportunities that were coming our way and stuff and like I was excited because I found a good staff and I don't I mean I've just been I've been extremely lucky to have worked with some really amazing people over the last two and a half years um and it's people co-workers became friends and friends became best friends and it's like I if I wasn't on the question I don't know if I would have met any of you guys and I am extremely thankful for that um it's a lot about the relationships that I've fostered through it all it's not even just like the staff like relationships the opportunities I've been given like interviewing the first lady of North Dakota getting like going along with Mason to interview President Armacost just meeting different people all the opportunities I've been given have been amazing and I will never take my time at the Dakota student for granted um I think it really shaped me especially like academically um academically and um both like as a person too um I don't know I will have I have a lot of love for the Dakota student um I'm not ready to say goodbye uh yeah well and maybe well I don't know if you guys want to talk about this or not but what do you think was uh the uh, worst part of the year or definitely a low point I would say our whole controversy over an article that was an opinion piece. I will share my two cents on this now that this is my last podcast. Um, People need to understand the difference between a news article that's factual and an opinion piece that is somebody's opinion. Um, And I think a lot of that confusion comes from all the bias in most news outlets that people think that every opinion piece is fact when it is not. Um, I think that people need to realize an opinion is an opinion and whether it's your opinion or you agree with it or not, that doesn't mean that you have the right to attack somebody else. Um, I think how it was handled with the people commenting and sharing and the comments that they were saying towards the writer were obnoxious, if you ask me. Um, Honestly, if you're going to say that her opinion's wrong, your opinion on her opinion was also wrong. Um, Trolling, like, comments on Facebook and telling someone that, like, they shouldn't have children and that, like, you shouldn't be alive, like... I don't know, like, maybe you should, like, check yourself, and if you're trying to be above somebody else, then, like, let things go. Yeah, definitely. Um, it I was th- pretty crazy seeing all these people get that torn up over a, an opinion piece from a school newspaper. Right. Yeah. The fact yeah. that, like, news outlets and, like, Grand Forks were, like, trying to get interviews with us to ask us questions, and it's like, you're a news outlet. Like, if anyone should know... Like, if you picked up the paper, you saw that it was in the opinion section, you saw that there was a trigger warning, you saw that in the paper it says, like, the opinions are not reflected of the Dakota student. Like, you, if you were an avid reader of the Dakota student, 
and you listened to the podcast and you followed all of our papers, you would have known all of the good things we have done. That's the complete opposite of what that article said. Um, but clearly those people that started attacking us don't read the paper and they don't know the work that we do with the community and like the stories that we have shared. Um, so I don't know, like my thing, that was just such a low because I feel like all of a sudden everyone just like wanted to attack the Dakota student and like share what's on their mind. But like, if you do that, like you write a letter to the editor, you don't troll us on Facebook. So yeah. like, if you have an issue with the paper, write a letter to the editor and do it correctly. And you know what? Your opinion will be posted in the paper, but like you trolling comments on Facebook, it's not happening. Yeah. <laughs> well, and like I, so what I struggled with the whole time with that thing wasn't even necessarily like the fact that people were upset about the article. I mean, it was, I think it basically what happened was one individual read the article got upset about it, put it on social media and people who didn't even know the Dakota student existed, like hopped right on it. And it honestly became a Facebook war for like 50 year old nobodies who have no life. And all they do is sit and troll around on Facebook. Like it was, there was a, somebody posted it in the Grand Forks raves, rants and reviews. And honestly, I left the page because if somebody wants to talk about something, honestly, that page should be shut down because I don't think it's being used correctly because it's basically just a bunch of people bitching about things in Grand Forks. And it's a bunch of adults who are acting like 12 year olds on that page. And so I just like, I don't, like you said, I don't think people took the time to <clears throat> like see what the Dakota student actually does. Nobody took the time to realize that this is a student writing it. Nobody actually thought that, hey, it's an opinion piece. And technically what we did, there was nothing wrong with it. Um, I struggled the most with the personal attacks, the emails I was getting, the things being said on Facebook, people calling me a horrible person, saying I deserve, I, I should be fired, saying the horrible things about Courtney. That does not make them any better than what the opinion was. None of us agreed with the opinion. It's an opinion piece. I had so many people call me a horrible person and it was terrible. It was absolutely horrendous. Like I cried for honestly like four days straight because people were saying such mean things to me. And I literally had a girl email me back and apologize for calling me a horrible person because she's like, Cause my, she was friends with my friend and my friend like told her she was like, cause she mentioned that she emailed me and my friend was like, just so you know, I know who Maddie is and I know that she would never say something like, like this. And it was an opinion piece. And like, she was the one who she's like, I don't even think you guys should have apologized. I don't think anything should have been said because it was an opinion. And so she kind of like told her friend off to so her friend emailed me and said that she apologized for what she said. And I'm like, you're not any better than what the opinion was. If you, and like you said, the thing that kind of upset me the most is that we got such bad, uh, an uproar out of this, yet no single person wrote a letter to the editor, wrote, like people were calling the Dakota student and every person suggested that they write a letter to the editor. I had nobody, nobody submit anything. And I'm like, I get that. And, but like, you can't be mad about the opinion if you're not willing to defend yourself against the opinion. And 
I is too like that week on the podcast, we talked about how we did not agree with what was posted in that article. I don't know if anyone listens to this that decided that they wanted to like yell at all of us, but like I remember in that podcast, I literally said how hot JLo and Shakira looked and how I wish I looked like that when I'm their age and like girl power. I'm pretty well, sure I screamed girl power. <laughs> like, here's the other thing too Courtney was not alone in her opinion. Like, a week later, CNN put out an article about how the whatever, some place, or I don't know, the, like, TV administration, I don't know what it was called, but they basically got over, they got thousands of complaints about the halftime show. People wanted to boycott Pepsi because of the halftime show. So, Courtney was not alone in her opinion, and some of the things people were saying online were way worse than what Courtney said, but nobody else wants to take time to see that, but because we're... In small town North Dakota, everybody has to freak out. And well, I'll t- I'll, I'll go uh, get circling back to this whole thing. As I, I I remember that day when it was going through it, reading that article, and it was going to be like even before we even published it, we knew this was just gonna this was going to be a piece that people were going to talk about. It also, just was, can we talk about how it didn't pop off until two weeks yeah. later, though? Yeah, that it, it, that I, I will say that is kind of odd, but it, or it could have just been that they don't. Like I said one person got upset about it, posted it on social media, and then it popped off on social media. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, it, it wouldn't have gone. Po- if somebody wouldn't have read it and then posted it on social media, this all would have never happened. Yeah. Well, the other thing, too, I had multiple editors from, like, there was somebody from Colorado, there was somebody from Minnesota, there was somebody from Appalachian State, somebody from Texas, from other student newspapers emailing me about how I violated the code of ethics, journalism code of ethics, and how, as an editor-in-chief, I should have never allowed this to happen, and how I suck at my job, and I was like, that's a little much, like... I would not be emailing you if you're if this happened at your school newspaper. And what are you doing at Appalachian State that you need to be so worried about what's going on in my newsroom? Well, um, we got anything else? Um, other than saying goodbye to you guys, I'm, I'm just thinking because it's it's I I'll I'll say this as someone who came on at the beginning of the year with very little experience in a newsroom and being able to learn at how how everything works how we go from how do i say this just um all of the learning of the way people write the every the way the different writing styles people's different opinions um i, I i'll say this as someone who who can is a horrid writer uh I feel like this throughout this year, I was able to learn a lot from you guys because you're able, because it was, it's, it was always, it kind of was the four of us. It was like the three amigos and the person who does the podcast every week. It was kind of, it was, it really was, I, I felt like for a while it was, it was just pretty much the three of us running everything and, and making sure everything worked well and, and uh basically very emotional i know i was just gonna say Benjamin. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um but it's like 
And it, it's definitely going to be sad not seeing you guys, seeing you, Molly and Madison, you guys, seeing you guys every week and hearing hearing what you have. Next semester, at least she can. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll come around every once in a while. Yes, but no you're not going to be there on a, on a weekly basis yeah. uh, arguing about The Bachelor or telling us about Mario Kart or uh, your uh, drunk adventures. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. But it's definitely going to be a different newsroom next year, and it's oh, going to yeah. be interesting to see what's going to happen. It's definitely not going to be as fun without me, but it's fine. So. <laughs> um. Yeah, I guess, like, if I could say goodbye to the Dakota student, I would just say it's, like, been my home. And that's my final words, I guess. Other than teaching me how to write, well, I guess, like, I kind of already knew. But it was my home away from home. Oh, my God. I'm gonna <laughs> I have so many tears. I'm trying not to say something cliche. I'm trying not to sob right now. Oh, <laughs> so oh. bad. I feel like this would be a whole lot worse if it was in person right now. Yeah. So emotional. <laughs> I, oh, I think that like when I first started out at the Dakota Student as like a sophomore, um, I didn't believe in myself at all, and like I didn't think I was capable of things. And then like I became a news editor, and I was like, "Damn, I'm doing a good job," and I was proud of myself. And then, like, I didn't think I was capable of being the editor-in-chief, and then I just decided to apply, and I somehow got that. And I just think I've grown a lot with the Dakota student, and um, like Molly said, it's, it's, it's been home, and I, I've been given so many opportunities, and I've got to meet so many wonderful people, and, like, I, I just, I'm going to really miss it because I've... Yeah, it's taught me a lot, and I don't even know what else to say. I'm just crying. I, I just, I'm very lucky to have worked with you guys and to have had the staff that I had and had the support I had because I wouldn't be able to do it without you guys. And, like, it really meant a lot to me that, like, behind every decision I made, each and every one of you was there to support me. And no matter if it was a wrong decision or a right decision, you guys didn't you didn't blink an eye and I mean I'm just I'm really gonna miss it so I'll definitely be around and I yeah I'm just extremely lucky to have had this opportunity and to have gotten to work with everyone that I've worked with and I will never be the same because of it but I've changed for the better and I'll never forget it it'll always be a special time in my heart. Yeah, like I remember when I first like stepped foot on the UND campus, I was like touring or whatever and I saw the Dakota student newspaper in the union and like I knew like coming to UND like I wanted to actually like I wanted to write for the school newspaper. I was like cuz we had one at my other university. I'm like I want to write for the newspaper like I want to get involved and I just like remember like I couldn't find on the UND website like the Dakota student. So I was like, do they not have a newspaper? And then like, I picked it up, found it and like saw where to find you guys. And so like, I called for my interview. I applied for a position like before the school year even started. And like, that was kind of like how I got used to campus and like met people because like I was a transfer student. So I knew nobody. And thankfully through this job, like I found like what I want to do. Like I want to be an editor. Um, 
And so it's just been bittersweet without the Dakota student. I definitely would have hated, um, UND, like I'm not going to lie. Um, (laughs) it definitely made my time in the Midwest a lot better and I'm so thankful for everything and everyone. Yeah. Yeah. This is my turn. Well, I just wanted to say thank you to both of you for making my first editorial experience so awesome. You know, I learned a lot from you guys, basically everything I know about editing now. And I hope to continue your guys' achievements. And uh, I want to say to Madison, thank you for being such a great boss. I, <laughs> with everyone supporting you, I, I don't, I've never had a boss so worthy of loyalty other than you. you know? <laughs> I agree with that. Like through every step of the way, I was like, I don't care what happens. Like I support Maddie. She supports me. And like, I, I feel like it goes both ways. Like no matter what decision any of us made, like we always had each other's backs. And I feel like that's so important, especially like for a newsroom to like support the people that you're working with and like make sure like your employees know that like we have your back. And like, I think as a Dakota student, like we are like that, like we do have each other's back and like we support each other, whether it's the right thing or the wrong thing we learn from our mistakes. And I feel like that's the best part. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't think there's a better way to say that. So thank you you guys for putting all the effort in and being awesome. (laughs) I'm sad you're going to be gone, but I'm I'm happy. I'm going to have you guys to, help me out next year yes i'm excited for you mason and i'm excited that i took a chance on you because you have exceeded my expectations and so have you benjamin i when i was interviewing um the podcast engineers the guy i had like three interviews and the guy before you i was like i think i'm gonna hire this guy he's pretty good and then benjamin comes in and benjamin's just like Boom, boom, boom. And I was like, okay, Benjamin's got the job. <laughs> yeah, I totally remember when that happened. You called me the day of their interview. So you're like, the first guy was pretty good. Like, I don't know how the second guy is going to be. him. And she called me after. She's like, he was so much better. <laughs> yes. So I'm very grateful for all of you. I can't wait to continue seeing how far you go. We're always going to be here for help. Um, but I have complete faith that the Dakota student will be in good hands. And I can't wait to see you guys continue our legacy. (laughs) Hope so. (laughs) I sure hope so. It's very nerve wracking. I'll say that one, especially because it's like, you don't realize how much power you have, but you'll step into the shoes and you'll, before you know it, it'll be like the back of your hand and you won't even blink an eye. Um, I think the thing I'm most nervous about is not getting the same great staff that you had and I know, having that um, commitment with each other. Although I've been, which I'm very appreciative of, <laughs> you know, that would be a great help. Yes. But we'll see. We'll see how well it goes. People will surprise you. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. But I love all of you guys and I hope that, our paths can all cross at some point in the future again. I'm sure it will. Add me I'm on sure LinkedIn. It will. Just kidding. I have to fix it first and I'll add you. Oh, I, have, I have to finish my LinkedIn profile. I know. My LinkedIn uh, sucks. I, I posted on it. That was my first post saying that I accepted the position. Wow. I have to get something on there. Yeah, I have like nothing on my LinkedIn. It's bad. 
I haven't even finished my profile yet. I keep getting emails at least like once a day telling me to finish my profile. You guys want to hear a funny joke? I have one person that follows me on um, LinkedIn and it's a boy that I met on Tinder four years ago. <laughs> and he endorsed my communication skill. That's wow, hilarious. what a guy. Because wow. we have a 1200 day Snapchat streak. So you know what? I don't even care. In skill. <laughs> And that's the last funny story I have for everyone. I have one LinkedIn follower and it's a boy from Tinder and he endorsed my communication skill. That's funny. Yes. So I guess this is it, huh? This is it. So this is the last time I'll say this ever on the podcast as your host. Um, thank you for listening to the Dakota student podcast this year. Um, and the Dakota student will be back in the fall. I don't know who the host will be, but it's very exciting. Um, but thank you for supporting us. Um, and goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>